You come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in this zone, zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. We took a little time off to celebrate the 4th and all this and all that and get all jacked up on Erica. But hey, we back and we here to shoot the shit. Not gotta I would just like the record to show, but before we go forward, I was very open scheduled the last two weeks. I reached out to Will on multiple occasions to try to record and he told me to fuck off. So he doesn't care about you guys. That's a lie. All right, 100%. You were at Fenway every single night last week. That's not true. That is true, but I did reach out to you to record multiple times. So just just for for the public record to state, I tried to get you guys content while working two jobs like a true hero, and Will was not interested. So. Well, we, we can let's keep it a buck real quick. I mean, when I ask y'all to say what's up to the people, you say no. So your your feelings of the people have already been well known that you don't give a fuck about them. So hey, I don't even need to ask you. But yeah, I'll introduce true. you anyway. <laughs> His name is Drew. His name is Will. His name is Grant. My name is Jake. Let's jump into the motherfucking show. Because we got some things to talk about. Lamar and the receivers are practicing together in Florida, if I recall. He went and bought ice cream for the kids. Took pic- He and OBJ took pictures. They flowers took pictures of kids. But a man who wasn't there was old Mr. Bateman, who... People speculated, had we picked up DeAndre Hopkins, he would get in his feelings and ask for a trade. But that never that hasn't happened yet. But anyway, Drew, I'm going to start with you. Is this much to do about nothing? And should people shut the fuck up? Or is this interesting? Um, I'm going to put it on the, in the interesting category. Because either he's not there, so he's you know not hanging out with his teammates and Whatever. I mean, he very well might be there. He hasn't been in any pictures or anything, so I, I guess we could speculate that he's not there. So it's either interesting because there's some kind of rift there, or it's interesting because he's still hurt, which is somewhat concerning. Um, I know that they treat him with kid gloves medically. Um, they always have since he got drafted. So you know, maybe it's a doctor's orders to stay home and not not do anything, and you know, be ready for the season. And I'd much rather Rashad Bateman be healthy for actual games than for you know a little hangout down in Florida, but. Uh, it, it is. It's it's interesting. It's something to monitor. I would say that it's not a huge deal right now, but it could turn into a huge deal in six weeks. So I'm kind of closely watching that situation. So here's my thing, though. Like he's it, the the Lamar Camp situation thing. Like like he was there. He bought the ice cream. Did all that stuff. What would hurt Bateman to be there with OBJ and Zay just showing a face and like being there? Like he's not, he doesn't have to go out there and run routes and things. To me, I feel like he's a little bitter about them drafting Zay, knowing that Zay is going to, I mean, until Zay steps on the field, we don't know what he's going to do, but we know that he's a stud and he's an elite athlete and we think he's going to do great. And he's been on Lamar's hip since he's been drafted. And that's what I want to see from a young receiver. That's what I want to see from somebody. So at this point, I'm going out tomorrow and signing DeAndre Hopkins to say, hey, man, you don't want to be a part of this. We'll get somebody who can and take your entire third spot. Well, and yeah. So, uh, so that, and you're, you're exactly right. So I think he may be a little bit threatened by, number one, we drafted him, this is third year, so we drafted him, you know, two seasons ago, cool. essentially, right? He's a first-round draft pick. And since then, EDC made comments like, you know, if I was better at drafting wide receivers, then, uh, you know, maybe if I did a better job drafting receivers, we'd be in a better spot, whatever. And that was self-deprecating, but he took that personally, Bateman. Um, We went out and signed Odell. We drafted Zay in a spot 
that's further towards number one than than Bateman was taken. So, yeah, I think maybe he he's insecure about the whole thing. Like there's two guys now in the building who are arguably as good or better than him. Certainly one that's m- way more accomplished than him. Uh, you know, he 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 considered it his wide receiver room. I think he was he's wide receiver one and he still may be. But as far as a leadership position, Odell was brought in to be that guy, to be the mentor, to be the the leader in the clubhouse, whether he is the leader in the clubhouse and, uh, you know, statistically we'll see, but um, you know, it's, it's Odell's wide receiver room, no matter what the, the, the box score says, he is the guy, everybody's looks up to him. Everybody's going to go to him for mentoring, for coaching, for tips, for everything. Like, you know, he's going to be the guy they go to. And, you know, he's probably like an extension of uh, Keith Williams at this point. Right. So, and so, yeah, I just think that, yeah, I just think that um, Bateman not being there, like even Nelson Aguilar, who came in and people were like, oh, this guy's a bum, this and that. He's been working his ass off with Lamar. He's trying to get, uh, you know, a good rapport going with Lamar and just the effort alone. This is a guy who is wide receiver four on the yeah. depth chart. And right now could, he might be three. He could be right. And, but and and this is a guy who, if he didn't do that, could be wide receiver five or six. But he's yeah. working his ass off, and he knows like well, Nelson Aguilar is in a great spot because he, there's not too much pressure on him. When he was in Philly, where everybody has their memories of him dropping pass and everything, I think he was in a role that was too big for for you know who he is. But I think he's he was, a role yeah. he's a role player, and I you know he he has a perfect spot in the the Ravens wide receiver group right now, where he doesn't have to do too much. He can showcase his ability. He can you know, I think have a. a a, a solid year on a good team. And, you know, hopefully uh, we make a deep run of the playoffs and he, 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 you know, he, so, he gets to, to enjoy that. But yeah, what, I think like that, that Bateman is being, uh, you know, kind of a prima donna and he hasn't earned the right to do that at all. What's he, up so with I just, I disagree. Rookie deals that are like being divas. Like what happened Here, to, here's the difference like, between a competitive a play- advantage. Well, right. so I would say right now, Rashad Bateman is in the the diva watch stage of like, right now it doesn't matter because if he shows up to camp and he's taking all this shit personally and he's in his feelings and it's what motivates him to be good, then so fucking what? Like, uh, I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah. And there's always an element of diva in any good body. But it's, right. It's, and it's so two guys that have an issue with availability. Yes, that, that that's are, the that biggest problem. Like if I think the, the difference, field, I could understand it. Bateman has never said, all right, so JK wants to get paid, right? And so his issue is that he thinks he's running back one. He thinks he should get 30 carries a game. And he thinks he should get paid like a top end running back. He's a fucking moron for, you know, no, there, there's really no way around that. Bateman wants respect and Bateman wants to be treated like wide receiver one, but he's not looking for money. He's not looking for yeah, yeah. That's you know, anything other than a title. So I wonder if, you know, maybe, maybe this is what motivates Bateman to show up. And maybe this is the year Bateman stays healthy the whole time. And maybe this is the year that he, you know, lives up to that potential. And so if this shit in the off season that, you know, he's going to stay at home and pout and he's going to get mad at what EDC says, that that's what pushes him to that next level, then I'm here for it. But I just he I have a problem with that yeah. watch. I have a problem with it. Like Grant said, there is no harm in just being present because being around those guys is, is a uh, it's was essential. he invited? I, I I have to assume so. I mean, like I'm sure it's an open invite. I'm sure yeah. you know. Um, Aguilar was there. 
Zay was there. Odell was there. Like those are all guys that have worked with Lamar this year, and has Bateman worked with Lamar this year? So that y'all might laugh at me, but somebody's been busting their ass since they've been and gotten the chance with the Ravens. Laquan Treadwell. Yep, he's been working. Hmm. I thought you were going like, to say Prochet, and I was going to fucking kick you out of the podcast. No, so. Come on, man. You know better than that. <laughs> no, Prochet's been running those hills oh. again, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, but do, no, do you I think, think, do you think he does have to trust? He Prochet. might. At this point, he might at this point. He might just like have like, stone, he has like a, an album on his phone, like uh, pictures of hills or something, like, and he just posts yeah. them randomly. But no, but Bateman, you know, this is we're, we're, we're this is all hypothetical, honestly, because like he, he, he could be that. He's not released from, uh, you know, doctor's care or whatever, and he's just not cleared to go do that. I Again, I do agree with Grant that being present, especially considering half of what we saw was just guys showing up and being like interacting with fans and not just fans, but, you know, we're talking about fan fans yeah. and kids local to to Lamar's <laughs> community. They're they're from, you know, a, a community where it's a you know, it's it's a uh, an an underprivileged group of people. You know what I mean? I was just, I was just letting you fight your way through that. too. Yeah. I'm trying to pick the right words here. I'm just saying like, these are guys, these are kids who like idolize Lamar. They, they're low income. They're they're, You know, the whole thing's free to them. It's Lamar. It's Lamar giving back to his community. So it's a community event. Right, exactly. And it's kids who aspire to be like Lamar, who to who come from, you know, humble beginnings and and they they have their idols and to see Odell show up, I'm sure was a fucking thrill for these kids, right? So like it would be great for Bateman to just be a part of that, I think, because that's like a bonding experience for the wide receivers. Zay is involved because he's from that that same sort of uh, I don't know if they're from the, the exact same. Uh, I don't think he's from Pompano Beach, but I think he's from a, a it's a, uh, Miami Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. So they're all they're all, you know, they're all within I, a half hour of Miami. So it's it's awesome. It's cool. And those kids, I think, would have been thrilled to see Bateman, too. And I just don't understand really the logic behind it unless he has he, he's he's working his ass off with his doctors and his trainers and everything else. That's fine. It's just he's also a kid. And I wonder if he lacks the situational awareness to know how that would look. Yeah. And so he looked at it as I'm hurt. I can't participate. So why would I go there? Yeah, Without I, thinking of the you know outside football, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say, is J.K. an influence here at all? Not directly. It's not J.K. saying don't go, but like if he's seeing how J.K. is acting, is that rubbing off on him? He's spent two. Rashad's two never damned me asking well, for so, an address. So, <laughs> well, no, but, so here's yeah. my thing with Zay is like, and yeah, everybody knows I love Zay. Like I might it might sound biased or whatever, but like Zay is a football fan, and I think. At this point, Zay's from, you know, South Florida. Lamar's from South Florida. I think he's ecstatic to be on the same team as Lamar. And I think he's taken and eaten up every opportunity he has to be around Lamar. And those are the type sure. of people that you want. And that's who you want to, like, he's, like, soaking everything in, wants to be around him 24-7. Like, I feel like he's – I don't want to say he's a fan because he's a, he's an NFL player now and he's going to have his own identity – but I mean, like he's somebody that has been, he's probably what, five years younger than Lamar, four or five years younger than Lamar. So he probably, yeah. when he was in high school, was seeing Lamar running Heisman shit, you know, Louisville getting number one, you know, going to going to us at 30. He was probably seeing Lamar like in high school. You know what I mean? Like he's probably yeah, seeing those highlights. Yeah. So, so like, I would yeah. say Zay Flowers is a fan of being an NFL player. 
And so I, I you know, like I, I felt like Marquise Brown latched on to Lamar for status reasons. Yes. You know what I mean? That he wanted to be the best friend of the star quarterback. He was always posting pictures of them on Instagram, you know, hanging out at fucking 7-Eleven and gas stations, riding scooters places and shit, staying out late, missing curfew. Like, <laughs> I feel like Hollywood was the bad side of that, was the guy trying to use the successful person to sort of like boost his own star. Whereas I feel like Zay Flowers is like, I get to play football every fucking day, and this superstar is my quarterback. So Zay is wholesome. Zay is, is Zay wholesome. is what you. He is pure. Yeah. He's what you wanted Marquise Brown to be. Yes. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. Is like so, like when you look at the two, if you look at the two, you know, and their comparabilities, like there were people that were saying, like, if you look at myself included, if you look at the intangibles of Zay Flowers, he plays football like Antonio Brown. Yep. He's an alpha. Marquise yeah. Brown is a follower. He's a beta. So, like, when you look at the two of them, <laughs> like, like Zay is the alpha, Marquise is the beta. He was following Lamar. Nick, Ad- was- Nick Adams. I Nick was going to say, is this, is this sponsored by Andrew Tate's Academy or whatever? Did Grant <laughs> sign a sponsorship deal over the two-fucking-week break here? It's the Matrix, man. It's the Matrix. So, Grant, hold on. You're you're spouting Andrew Tate narratives here, but you're drinking a Bud Light. So, what's, what's going on here? Is Bud Light in a white can with a gold top? Don't you put it clearly in- says Bud Light on it. It doesn't say is that, a, is that a Dylan Mulvaney poster behind it's, it? It's the yeah, <laughs> that's my fa- that's my favorite chick. Um but Miller Light's the only one that spells light right, L-I-T-E. Like, so like you know, you don't turn it on, it's a lighter version of a beer. So I mean we could just go ahead and talk about Bud Light. I mean, Dylan, we're adults here. We- Dylan, stop. All right, we're good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, that went off the rails quick. Um, so back to Zay Flowers being awesome and Marquise Brown being a pussy is basically where we were. Yeah, no, Zay, I th- okay, so here's here's something that I, I was like, it made me nervous at first, and then I was like, there's nothing to be nervous about with this guy. He didn't sign his contract for a while, but he was he was at everything. So it was like Did you read why? No, I didn't. He like didn't care, basically. Right. Like, that's I'm what, that, that, that's what anyway. I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. So like yeah. I was nervous because it was like, okay, we have the entire class signed and I haven't seen anything announced about Zay signing. So I was like, maybe he signed and they just did like nobody said anything, but he hadn't signed, but he was showing up to every single fucking thing, everything, the, the, the little things, just like showing up to the, the, uh, you know, the facility to like have your picture taken with the Jersey on and shit, you know, like, and it's like, he's showing up to activities, doing football things without a contract. And I was like, this is so weird to me because, like, even last year, Ojabo, remember? Um, mm-hmm. He or was it Ojabo? Yeah, yeah, it was Ojabo. Like he, there was kind of a contract thing with him because, and and understandably because his his true value was like a top ten, top fifteen pick, and he got drafted forty five. So yeah. they were trying to work out. Market. They were you trying to work out the money. working out the guarantees. I get that. It made me a little bit nervous at first because like the, if your first impression is you get drafted, the next thing you know, you're in a contract dispute. It's like one of these things is like, what the, what do we get ourselves into? And here? This but is I, an old school NFL either where, you know, like first round picks could just negotiate whatever contract yeah, they want. Right. Like, it's a slotted contract. It is yeah, what it is. exactly. So like when I, I saw Bradford $50 million deals, yeah, it yeah that or, was Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, right. Exactly. But, um, so Zay, like there was no contract announcement, but he, but then I'm like, he's showing up to everything, every single thing. He's out there. There's, there was never 
a report of, oh, he, he, oh, soft tissue injury. He's sitting out this, that he was there for every snap, every single thing without a contract. That means to me, he loves being here. He wants to be here. He was fully confident that the, the contract was going to get signed. And he just, like you said, Drew, like he just didn't really care. He's like, I want to be around the guys. I want to fucking, uh, yeah. you know, I want to be around the offense. I want to be around uh, the coaching and I want to immerse myself in the culture. So like, he's a fucking like, Everything you want in a first round pick, especially a wide receiver on a team that's just fucking starving for good wide receivers. I think he is going to be like, we got to steal. At, yeah. So at what, 22. everything you just explained, he's bought in. Yeah, totally. He's 100% bought in. But and I mean, we should have known, and I should have known he, because he stayed the extra year at Boston College. All that's that the only reason that I wasn't afraid is that, again, he stayed. I, I used to live. Uh, five minute walk from Boston College's campus for you know like nine years. Like nobody wants to fucking live there. It it, it fucking sucks. It's a shitty college town. It's right next to you know like one of the, it's basically sandwiched between two of the richest towns in Massachusetts. So all the bars you go to are way too expensive. Um, you know public transportation sucks dick. There's nowhere to park your car. Fucking rent at all the apartments in the area is like five times what it should be. Like nobody is willingly staying in that area unless they just have some weird brand of loyalty, and that's what Zay Flower says. So and the second talk, I knew, and the crazy know. thing is, is not only that is like the way that you look at that brand of loyalty. He's not even a northeastern guy. Like he no, has no time like whatsoever. But he made a commitment and he fucking wrote it. And yeah. and let's talk about the fact that like the little highlights that came out. He looks electric. Like he looks even like more electric than I thought he could. Yeah, you can kind of speed up frames or whatever you do like that. But man, his breaks are just fucking nuts. I think the thing with him too this year specifically is that we have other wide receivers around him. So yeah, if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, like you're going to guard Mark Andrews, obviously. I mean, he's the most accomplished guy or. He's he's the most consistent guy right now, uh, you know, on the Ravens' offense. Um, you obviously have to guard Odell, like even though he hasn't played in a year and he's coming off, you know, two ACLs, like he's still Odell Beckham. So at at most, you're going to give Zay Flowers like the third most attention, and yeah. like he's just going to that that's going to be a problem. Like you put him against any kind of slot corner, and he's just. He's too quick. Nobody's going to be able to keep up with him. Well, you know what, you he, you know what he's going to end up? He, he, we're going to end up seeing him with lot, like linebackers and safeties on yeah. him, and it's going to be a fucking big problem. Well, that, well and so that's that, the thing is that at, like when you look at Mark Andrews and you look at like what he will pull within the offense that they use these receivers in a mocking system is that they're going to focus more safeties on Mark Andrews, which is going to lead more one-on-ones yeah. for him. And and on a side note, they're not the same body type, but skill set and the way they play the game. Who would you rather have, like, other than Odell, mentors a Flowers? No, it, it's Steve perfect. Smith. That's about it. Yeah, Steve yeah, Smith exactly. is, yeah. The only, is the only guy that I can think of in, like, recent memory that I would want mentoring. Well, A.B., but he's a fucking nut job. Yeah, I don't I – don't, I want – No, AB. I don't if want that. Could, if you could only no. if you could only have A.B., like, you put, like, a shot collar on him the second he talks about anything other than football, he <laughs> can't talk buzzers. anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you just – When he talks, when he does a thing, he's fucking taking his wiener out of the fucking pool and shit and all that, wiggling around. I don't even know yeah, if you can call that thing a wiener. That was a fucking – 
monster wrench. Or I also <laughs> wonder. I also wonder if that was like a, a pixelated job there to try to you know. No, make I it, saw the unpixelated it one. It, it was it was real. Yeah, you would see that. Oh boy, I, I I underestimate Will's internet abilities. Hey, D- hey, Dylan just ran into the room because he heard Will say that. Hey, man, get out of here. <laughs> that thing looked like my Great Dane's leg. I did not think we'd be talking about Antonio Brown's dick tonight, but you know, well, he put it on the fucking here. internet. I didn't. He, he put it on that. the internet. Oh That's yeah, mentor. Fucking Antonio Brown. Like, yeah, oh, for the record, I'd still sign him tomorrow in Baltimore. All right, Antonio fucking... Brown or Todd Frazier? <laughs> I wouldn't sign at this point. I would not because actually, if you've paid attention, no, no, he he looks like he's like cracked out. Like his he's skinny yeah. as fuck. Like I don't know what's going on with him, but something something is really a... really off with him. Yeah, I, yeah, Vontez perfect. Fucked up his brain. Well, and no, no, not not, no, no, j- no, not just that, because that's been the case for a long time, even when he's in the league. But now he, like, he just looks. Delonte West went through this. Like, this is what happens. You take. Yeah, Delonte West from... is a homeless person now. Yeah, and where is Antonio Brown heading with his life? He's got no fucking money. He's a horrible rapper. He's beating the shit out of moving guys. He's getting sued by every other fucking person that he's ever met in his entire life. I think he's he still has money. Himself. He still has some for money now. It, for, for now. now. For now, but. He looks like a crackhead to me. Yeah, but I'm saying that this is what happens when you take the Antonio Brown has one talent in life is football. You took yep. football away from him. He was like fucking Jackie. He, he had to bring in sales by playing for his own team that he, he didn't even had. play. He said he was going to, then he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he hasn't Again. paid his own he hasn't paid his own coaches and players. So yeah. No. It's a he yeah. At this point, I'm that way, 30 for 30 way, be way out on on Antonio Brown. I'd still Ravens. Him. No, still I'm him. not. I'm not signing him. No, I still I was on that. I was on that. I was on that train. Um, but some of us hold some of us hold strong on our takes. And no, no, some of us no. Hold when I saw off. when I saw how skinny he is now, man is no. He, there's you something feed him some fucking it, crab, crab cakes, crab cakes, and he's no, you know, it's not just getting fat. He he looks weak to me. He looks weak. Yeah, crab cakes and steroid, crab cakes and deer antler spray. He's okay. fucking good to go. Right. Those well, are Baltimore. Those are Baltimore specialties. It, yeah, well, you know, I would need to yeah, I would need to reassess after like two months of the Baltimore program. But at this point in time, I'm out on him. We have a former fat ass that I'm sure we're paying a lot of money in Greg Roman that he could probably, you know, beat Antonio Brown. I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier, but I think that Northwestern should be on the phone with Greg Roman yesterday. So I don't know if we want to get into that whole thing, but did you read like the new wrinkle to that? No. The supposed whistleblower is their quarterback from last year who entered the transfer portal. And somebody claims they have either text messages or recording of him saying that he wants to get Pat Fitzgerald fired. Hmm. Interesting. And so he hmm. embellished the story. And those hazing stories that come out every once in a while always fucking blow my. It's not hazing. It's rape. What they're describing. But right. I also don't. Again, believe all victims or whatever, like fuck that nonsense. Like I just can't imagine that that was, shit was going on. I played sports long enough in my life that like we never like beat the shit. We never like raped each other. Like that just right. didn't happen. Well, and and I know, like, I'm not trying to be funny, but like it just no, it no, wasn't. no. This isn't funny. And and Pat's. Pat Fitzgerald is like a meathead, like old school guy, but he's not like uh, I, I cannot imagine he's a guy who just like lets lets 
that sort of thing fly? I played for two coaches in college. One of them is actually at BC now um, as an assistant. And then I played for another guy. My first coach who was, you know, like he was a meathead moron, like fucking Pat Fitzgerald, but he knew fucking everything that we were doing. Like if I was out drinking at a bar on a fucking Tuesday night, like you bet your ass I was getting a text message from him of go the fuck home. Cause he just fucking knew, like he knew everybody right. in the area. And I, I would assume Northwestern is basically the same way. Like that's the only thing that's out there. So like he, he knows what's going on in house. And I just can't imagine that he was like, yeah, it's cool that you turn off all the lights in the locker room and dry home freshmen. Like I just can't yeah. imagine he's letting yeah, that yeah. slide. Well, this is this is a big big mistake because you know um, there's a is school really? there's a school in the same conference, not that far away in Columbus that their coach I think is always sort of on the on the hot seat because th- they- I love Ryan Day. I'm a big fan of Ryan Day. I'm sure you are, but I'm sure they big would Ryan be Day fucking guy. thrilled to get Pat Fitzgerald. If Ryan Day has a you know a three game losing streak, yeah, Jim Harbaugh versus um, Fitzgerald games that would be fucking wild. Yeah. So here's so Just, here's my thing too is how do you like you you can't really put that on the head coach. No, like, you how can't. Does he, how does you he can know? if it was happening? But that's the problem. Grant, Grant, you played college sports too, like yeah, but. And I, mean, I, like, I don't know. Well, first you, of all, none of like, us like ever like we're like, hey man, I'm gonna go shove a broomstick up this guy's ass. Like like you like like. Like, oh, I'm gonna go hump his leg. Like, that's not like our our like quote unquote hazing was like, hey man, go you know get me five beers from the fridge, and you're gonna do my laundry, and you're gonna do this, or you know I'm gonna punch you in the chest, or like you know what I mean, like like more masculine. <laughs> it's, like, it's, I'm gonna beat the shit like out of you, me. and you're gonna fucking yeah, I got the shit, tell I got me you the love shit it. Beat out of me with a football bat <laughs> for, for our hazing. Like it happens. Like it, but. I had to chug a, a couple of gallons of water one time. <laughs> I had to do a case race with the fucking Milwaukee's best that they ran through a dishwasher before it. Like, it was fucking disgusting. It sucked. But, like, I was also a willing participant. And, like, I'm pretty sure if I said, nah, fuck this, I'm going home. Like, maybe it would have been weird in the locker room. But I nobody was going to, like, fucking hold me down and force me to drink warm Milwaukee's best. And then run through a line of upperclassmen beating the fuck out of me with a wolf ball bat. Like, that's just... You know, it is what it like. I, I just I don't buy most of these hazing stories as hazing because that's not what hazing is. It's it's fucking sick to pray. Like it's Mark. It's Michael Parsons in the locker room. It's you know weirdo Physical shit like that. Abuse like, is okay. Sexual abuse is not okay. <laughs> but see, it, and again, it's physical abuse within reason. Like if somebody yeah. actually was like threatening my life with a wolf ball bat, I'm pretty sure I would have fought back. But because I was, you know fucking 14 Milwaukee's best deep because I did a case race against somebody else and they were warm and I threw up 14 times. Like, you know, I was kind of drunk, so I was okay getting hit like five times. Warm, warm. Fucking dishwasher. Dishwasher, dishwasher, uh, water is like, it it sterilizes shit. So like, it's not warm. That's like beyond boiling. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't like, Take it straight out of dishwasher drink. They didn't tell us they were warm. They they had them laid out in the case and then we uh, popped them so open. It was like this so fucking That's disgusting. how New England clam chowder is made. Yeah, that and Poland spring vodka. Yeah, you know, if you ever <laughs> want to have a horrific night, drink drink those two together. But yeah, so this, it's just I, I read shit like that all the time, and it, it fucking infuriates me because I'm like, this is just not hazing. This is not normal behavior. Like, why do we keep calling this hazing, and why do we keep you know? Putting up with this, why are we? Why why are people dry humping freshmen? Who thinks that's a good? Well, you know why they're calling it hazing is because people who just 
are completely de detached from sports culture are the ones writing these headlines and stories. They're fucking nerds who don't know. Yeah, but Northwestern is a school full of journalist nerds. Like, yeah, I feel they like were they getting would... stuffed in lockers and like they're like, oh man, that's just hazing. And then like, I mean, did like, Darren Ravel go to Northwestern? I yes, feel like he's a Northwestern guy. Yes. What's he had to say? He he, his thing was like, I'm good friends with Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, like, it's not you know, I, I just don't right. get how you blame. I have, have Rosa Parks trading cards. But unless you have physical proof <laughs> that the head coach knew anything, like why the fuck are you? He talking? did. Like Grant, Grant, he knew. If that was happening, he knew. Like Grant, I could tell, I, I could tell stories about shit that happened in college that, like, if that was happening, that's the key. So, that, like, that's the thing, the, right? So that's why I don't buy it. That's why and, I don't buy right. it. And Pat Fitzgerald, I don't know him. I'm just saying from everything that I've ever seen about the guy, I cannot fucking imagine he would tolerate that. Urban Meyer allowed the Pouncey brothers and Aaron Hernandez to get away with a murder in Florida because he learned about it before the school did, and he learned about it before the like the police investigators did. Weren't they all and, banging his daughter too or something? I, I don't know. Well, let's yeah, just maybe. throw an allegedly uh, out there on that one because that, well, that Again, knowing or Tim about Tebow Aaron was one of them. Uh, Aaron, knowing things about Aaron Hernandez, if Urban Meyer had a son, he also might have been banging him too. But regardless, um, <laughs> like that—that's just it, again, like those those college coaches who are in these you know college-only towns, like they're basically God in that town. Like they know fucking everything that happens within those you know that in the within the limits of that town. And so, if those kids were turning off the lights in Pat Fitzgerald's locker room and dry humping freshmen. He knew, and I, I doubt he knew because I don't think he'd let that go. He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that'll let that kind of shit slide. No. He's not Joe Paterno. Hey, he's about a hundred years younger than Joe Paterno for one thing. I mean, Joe Paterno knew in 1957 that Jerry Sandusky was doing fucked up shit to kids and let it happen. So 1957. Yeah, it's it's in court documents. It's it's public record. Look it up. In FOIA, yeah, I mean, you don't have to FOIA that shit. It's like out there that 1957, somebody told him that Jerry Sandusky was doing this and he let him be on the payroll for another well, 50 years. I mean, I'm I'm just laughing at 1957. I, like, Jerry Sandusky was probably born in 1957. Uh, hold on. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll do this here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this a live Google search. On, I think you're thinking of like 1987. Places. Like, 1957, I think Joe Paterno was like uh fucking well like a graduate assistant at brown <laughs> university like I, I don't i'm pretty sure that J jerry sandusky and him weren't working Joe together was born in 1926 so do you want to revise your statement or we can keep doing i mean that's that? 30, he's 31 he's <laughs> 1950s when he took over as a penn state assistant so okay again, 1957 i thanks. promise you thanks. that jerry sandusky was not apologize. jerry sandusky was not at fucking penn state in 1957 sure how do i Google search. Jerry with yeah. a J, not Jerry. Yeah, I was gonna say Jerry with a J. Gotta, gotta specify that now. Jerry Sandusky probably started at Penn State in 1963. My bad. My bad. That was Jerry Sandusky. 1966. He was 1963 to 65 as a player. 1966 as a coach. I was so far off. Nine years. I can't believe that I was so wrong. Well, I'm I don't so know that the raping started then, but it did. It, it well, it's court documents. It happened. He's in jail uh, for it. That's fine. 1957 was wrong though. So, yeah. Uh, Nine years oh, off. Live in jail? Kill me. Yeah, sadly. Nobody's killed him yet. Yeah, I was about to say, man, they stabbed the fucking yeah. uh the they killed uh, Whitey. They killed the Whitey doctor Bulger rapist right in the neck and the chest, and Jerry Sandusky yeah. still rolling free. Yeah, they, they killed Whitey Bulger. Yeah, how how's yeah, Larry Nasser getting attacked and Jerry Sandusky's just skating? I mean, I right. couldn't tell you how they do this, but with his vampire you know. teeth.
fucking shot callers give some guard money and then send somebody to an infirmary and then they get stabbed. But we're not a we're not too much prison. Sons of Anarchy. No, but I don't know how the hell did we start on Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, and Lamar <laughs> buying ice cream for children, and now we're talking about Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> Because y'all started talking mean. about the fucking Northwestern shit. Yeah. Y'all did. Well, well, well my fair. point is, Greg Roman, actually, I think, he got interviewed for, for Stanford. He would be a great <laughs> so, college. I think hold he'd on. be a great college head coach. I'd like so to in put theory, this, Greg like Roman this, and like Jerry Sandusky are the same person. No, no that's so right. In theory, in theory, the reason why we just went on this 20-minute tangent about you know molesting kids and whatever is Greg Roman's fault. So that's just another no, it's, it's, mark on his record. No, it's, it's because of that Welsh band lost profits. That's there's the reason for oh, all this. God. Hey, Greg yeah. Roman, I know you yep. listen to this I podcast. Bring back. I'm on your he side. I want you to get that head coaching job in at Northwestern. They have a beautiful facility. I think uh, they. Greg Roman, are, if you write tr- me a personalized apology, I will. I will have your back in getting this show. Traditionally, they have just horrific quarterbacks. I know. Mike Kafka, I think he's the the offensive coordinator and uh, for the Giants now, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is correct. He was not a great college quarterback. Doesn't matter because now Northwestern stinks. They the you know they either are, need to like disband the 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 program or hire Greg Roman and let him turn their quarterback into you know some sort of like option machine who will never make it to the nfl but you know at least at least you can recruit a little bit because right now they're actually not since, actually I, I got a good segue here since we're talking about failed nfl people um do we want to talk about emmanuel Acho and his dumbass you know yeah. running his mouth on i'm gonna television? go get ice in my cup so uh i would say we can include him and we can include mike hartz and they're spouting off about one at, at, at least mike at least all that. at least at least Mike Marks has had some professional success in the NFL. Emmanuel Acho has had more success on the Bachelor than he did in the NFL. So what? So, so what? Hold on, I missed whatever he said because I ran over my phone with a lawnmower. All right, so he does that dumbass show in the morning, um, Speak Now or something, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And it's I know it's him and Joy Taylor, and there's a bunch of other talking head morons on that show. Oh, she's really and, McCoy and Rick Buecher. So I, I, I'm totally ripping this off from the vault. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners listen to that. I know Will and I are fans of the vault with uh, Sarah Ellison and Bobby Trossett, but it's, uh, you know, they, they do daily Ravens stuff. They're, they're very good. They, they catch a lot of, um, you know, trending topics in the Ravens world. Oh, and so they play Ravens Twitter, man. Yeah. So, well, I think Lacey is, but that's fine. We can, well, we can argue about this later. I think she's a little bit more important than Sarah to, to Ravens stuff, but um, you know, we, we, we can find Ravens about. media. Excuse me. Yeah, there you go. Know, just, there you go. just speak. Pro- just speak. If we're if we're talking royalty, you have to speak properly. But um, it's fine. I'll forgive you this. I don't one. know. I wasn't Great. here for all that. But what are we yeah. talking about? <laughs> uh, no, I was just introducing how you and I heard the uh, heard the, oh, the Acho stuff. Acho. Yeah. yeah. Um, Grant Grant tried to tell me that Sarah Ellison was the queen of Ravens Twitter, and I said it was Lacey. And then we oh, had hundred percent. Yeah, Grant Grant didn't think so. So kind of disrespectful. I, then I changed it and said the Queen of Ravens media, but I wasn't here for the Queen of Ravens Twitter. So you know what, Sarah's my girl. You, were, you weren't you weren't invited because you were in timeout because you were being me to her husband at that point. But no, you all did a lunchtime fucking recording, and I had a job. It was like six. I have a job too. Yeah, I what, well, we we don't work. 
Well, just I, mean, took my I, lunch break. I mean, congratulations. You could do a lunchtime interview at the time. Hold on. So you're telling me that they don't give you a lunch break at work, Grant? I mean, I don't really take one. Oh. Why? Go through because I get out. First early. in, last out. Through. First in, last out. Yeah. I just don't take um, breaks. I just dive on through. I do you, my if you take a if you take a if you take an hour lunch break, you get in. Grant, at 8 did you play did you play college lacrosse? Because right now you're you're sounding like a Bill Belichick uh draft pick. <laughs> I, I, unbelievable. Really shifty. I'm first in Grant's like Grant's like forty nine years old and I have to teach him life I voted. the last one out of the office. Yeah, Grant's like Grant, Grant, three Grant, years older than you, and you, every anyone older than you is old is like uh is like uh Grant, are you forty? Oh, you're sixty. No, I, I'm thirty seven, and I'm gonna beat you at a home run derby, and I can't fucking wait. Oh yeah, I mean time and place, but um yeah, so you're like forty nine. It's fine. It's whatever. You're way older than me. Well, then that um, makes Will sixty nine. Yeah, I, I've probably called Will at least eighty on Twitter a couple times. Um, Tom, but what what is Tom? Two hundred years old then. Me, Grant, and Tom are all within like eight years of each other. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm, you know, that's you, you guys are fucking geriatric fucks of Twitter. That's not my. Tom problem. went to high school with Betsy Ross. I mean, Drew, Drew turns thirty six pretty soon. I think so. Thirty three, thirty three, but you know who's coming? Hey, hey, turns. I know, I know when, I know when, I know when you get a little. You got your AARP card already that you kind of lose track of years there, so it's fine. I, I understand. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't judge. I don't judge. The wolf instead of the I know. I know when. Uh, uh, for Drew's birthday, he's gonna post a, a picture of himself with shirtless. Blue. Shirtless with a a fur jacket on. Yeah. So for the record, I don't cel- I don't I don't celebrate my birthday because I'm you know a fucking adult male and I think that it's Dude, ridiculous. That- I, I, okay. Oh, no. Not only do I not celebrate my birthday, I deactivate my Facebook account for the entire weekend. Well, it's my birthday because I I don't Hold want on. anyone I don't want anyone who doesn't actually know my birthday to be able to have Facebook tell them it's my birthday and and post I, something. I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm not in the world of doxing people, yeah. but I'm just saying that your birthday has been robbed by other people, and so yeah. you really can't celebrate. Dude, can you please, uh, can you please scare As my... a screenshot of your Twitter and say, "Oh man, what are these balloons for?" Like, apparently, the thing to do uh, on Twitter is. I don't have my birth. I don't have my birthday on my Twitter account. So, oh, that that apartheid loving South African fuck Elon Musk finally stopped gatekeeping me, so I have blue check mark yet. I get oh, so many. T- you know what I get? A lot of texts my birthday, and it's like, "Hey, did you like what happened to your Facebook account?" And I'm like, "So you're texting me because you know it's my birthday, right? Just say happy birthday, well, dude. Just fucking heard, text me happy I heard birthday." That for your, I heard that for your 39th birthday, you took a trip to the Capitol in um, Washington D.C. and had a large party with a lot of friends. Is that <laughs> is that accurate? No, actually, on my 39th birthday. Well, hold on. That was my 39th birthday. You're right. So yeah, I'm well aware. I I I, I know this. <laughs> what I did was I went to Grotto Pizza and I got a large pizza and brought it to my friend's house and we ate it together. That's what I did. I didn't have a large so gathering. You, so you had a large gathering in Nancy Pelosi's office with a bunch of friends. Were um, you wearing yours? Listen, you're <laughs> confusing me with the other person who runs the Zone Thirty Two account, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas is on there. Thomas has ties to the purple pants. It's only you who runs the zone I've seen you in person before, and Thomas is not there, so I don't know. I'm starting to have some questions. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he's changed. If I don't his, see a blue profile picture. Shirt, I don't think it's Thomas. Hey, well, his that new is... one. He, I think he's wearing a tank top. 
It was a, it was yeah, a, oh, it was a big change. Big vibe change from Thomas. Was it blue? Yeah, well. No, I think no, it was white. Well, I Thomas went from, that's why he's going to change the purple pants down to white. Thomas went from my dad golfs at the DA to like I'm homeless real quick. So, <laughs> and poor Thomas. But anyway, back to uh, poor Thomas. Thomas Emmanuel, Emmanuel Acho and yeah. is just so essentially they were talking about. I think this segment was what quarterback has the most approved this year coming up. Um, yes. and then it devolved into Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson of who has more to prove and. Troy Taylor was very strongly on the Lamar Jackson. It has less to prove than Josh Allen side of things. And they kind of had a dumbass argument for uh, the majority of the clip. It was, it was just, it, to me, it, it, it's a pointless argument because I think they both are not Patrick Mahomes of, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the gold standard of cor- current day quarterbacks. And so if you're talking about, you know, that's the best quarterback, like if you're doing any kind of tier list, whatever, Patrick Mahomes is number one, no doubt. Anybody who doesn't have Patrick Mahomes number one on their list is wrong. And so, you know, what's missing for the two of them is that neither one of them have won a Super Bowl. So fine, you know, if you want to split hairs, Lamar Jackson won a unanimous MVP. Josh Allen has two more playoff wins or three more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson, but again, doesn't have the unanimous MVP. So I'm giving the edge to Lamar. That's maybe biased, maybe personal opinion, that's fine. Emmanuel Acho said that, you know, his issue with Lamar was that he doesn't make it to the dance enough, which is wrong because the only time the Ravens have missed the playoffs. No, 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 he didn't say that. He said he makes it to the dance, but he he's not dancing. No, no, he said, I want to see him make it to the dance every year, and every year that Lamar Jackson has been healthy. No, no, but he said, I want to see him make it to the dance and keep dancing. So, like, and his... keep dancing, fine. Okay, so so did that. Cool. Yeah. Um. You know, did did that shit like fine? He he said that Lamar missed the end of the Bills playoff game because he decided to throw ball off his back foot, which is just the fucking dumbest Silly. fucking thing I've ever said. Got the ball snapped uh, over his head, got killed. Right, Jack. right. So yeah, you know, again, Patrick McCarry snaps the ball fucking forty three rows up in uh, Orchard Park in in New York, and somehow that's Lamar Jackson throwing off his back foot, which is just fucking stupid. And then he says that Lamar didn't go to the playoff game last year because he was sick, which again, like it's been well documented. Lamar has said it. The coaching staff has said it, that he experienced swelling in his knee. So he didn't travel with the team. All right. So that just triggered me like fucking, I was ready to fight him on Twitter. And then I was like, "Eh, it's just not worth my time because he's not important enough. But it, it was maybe the most irritating segment I've ever listened to of television. Listening to Emmanuel Acho, who has accomplished nothing in his life, talking about Lamar Jackson not, you know, living up to expectations and needing to prove shit. It's just he, fucking wild. So me. one time he posted, so he does this a lot. I think Lamar Jackson is like his muse. Like, oh, it's like, um, there's, there's yeah, a yeah. word, there's a word that we can't use to describe Emmanuel Acho because we're not of the correct skin color that we can't call him out for this, but he is significantly harder on people who look like him than people who don't look like him. Yeah. So one time I called him out on a, like just factually wrong take he had. So he, he tried to put a hot take out there. I disproved him just like in like, I don't know, 40 characters. It was like, it it was very to the point. And then he went back at me and it was like a back and forth. Do you remember this true? Yeah, um, he blocked me. That was on old accounts, so I'm no longer blocked. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I it may have actually been on. It may have been on my stuff. old account too. 
So yeah, like it it was it was it was I think it was during the 2020 season, but he's so soft, so thin skinned. He says shit just to say it. He never really has any basis for it. He just kind of like, you know, in this situation, he goes, I think he didn't show up because he was sick. Like you fucking made that up, dude. You like you did no research whatsoever. You came in, you heard his name and you just made something up about him. So Emmanuel Acho, go fuck yourself. You suck I, at your job. Suck at your job. He's one of those guys that like he played football, but he doesn't know football. He was just phys- a physical freak. So he's trying to latch on and keep what he's doing by making like erroneous like claims just he to has get a, the type of reaction that we're giving him. He's just making shit so up. He, he, has fucking a, he has a crazy. job. He has a television job because when they put him on television, they can say former NFL player under his face, and he's taking a small paycheck for it. Like, that's it. He has no talent. He has never drawn a rating in his life. He's not good at it. And, like, this is the problem with the media is that you get self-important dipshits like Emmanuel Lacho who are like, well, I played in the NFL, so I know what's going on. But you don't know shit. You suck at being a commentator. You suck at being an analyst. Like, and no one trusts him. No one trusts him. No one gives him information. They're fucking struggling because they got him, and then they got Joy Taylor, who she's only there because of her brother. And she's one of the worst fucking... Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a fan of Lamar. Pump the brakes. We're pro Joy Taylor today. She she defended Lamar, so it's it's good. Well, okay, well, um, I'm not good at her job, but hey, 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 she's great at her job. She was great at her job during this 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 segment. She was very good, very very you know um to the point. Made some made some great points. Lamar, though. What is the issue with that, Grant? There's no issue with that. She just yeah. Not so good sh- at when she explains anything, she was very great at explaining things here. She was right, and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> There were four. There were four people. There was Joy Taylor, Emmanuel Acho, and two people that I don't recognize their voices, so I don't really care Probably, figure out who they were. Doug Lashaw McCoy, done, and he on there too. Yeah, she was two on, on there. It was Wasn't two white guys. Like, That's disappointing. Yeah. yeah, and so they were they were on the uh, Josh Allen as list proof side, and Joy Taylor was on the right side of history. So we're we're a pro Joy Taylor podcast for today. I'm sure Her and Miles Rose have a battle for the worst people in sports television. Uh, Jessica Mendoza still exists, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say you're wrong. She's the worst. Um, they they fired Kurt Schilling for her, which is maybe the worst decision ever made in sporting history. It's because he because he voted for Trump, so you have to. No, it's because I mean there, there's a lot of problems. Kurt, Kurt Schilling is a deeply problematic human being when you don't look at sports, but when you look at baseball, he's brilliant. So Kurt Schilling he just doesn't give a fuck. Former early Oriole. Yeah, for, yeah, or, former, 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 former Orioles. <laughs> Red Sox legend Kurt Schilling. Um, nobody cares that he played for the Orioles because he actually won things with the Red Sox. Just Orioles for, legend yeah. Kurt Schilling. Red Sox legend. If he Kurt went, Schilling. if he went, if he went into the Hall of Fame, it would definitely be in the Orioles hat. Yeah, Pedro yeah. Martinez. So, Pedro Martinez, Montreal Expos legend. All right, I'm probably gonna come to your house and kill you, but um, <laughs> honestly, if I, honestly, if I wasn't actually, you know what, tomorrow, I think he's more of a Phillies legend. Uh, honestly, like if I wasn't getting on a plane tomorrow and going somewhere else, I'd probably come fight both of you for this this nonsense. We're only like an hour and a half apart, so you can make a quick trip. Yeah, but I'm I'm going I'm going west, so you guys are kind of out of the way. Um, you got an important uh, that's to do, too so. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going I'm not going quite to Jake. And Jake, if you say anything about Pedro, then it's going to be 
to just fucking Royal Rumble. Let it rip, Jake. Let it rip. Make him go coast to coast. I got nothing for you. Baseball, like Donnie from the fucking uh, Big Lebowski. Tell him that Johnny Damon's a Kansas City Royal and he'll stop halfway. That's fine. Fuck Johnny Damon. Wait. That was the stupidest fucking thing you ever could have said. Fuck Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Well, they didn't hate him when he was uh, running no. there in 04. So who the, the fuck else went to only the good season he ever had? Fuck. There's more than a few former Red Sox. Mike Mussina hold us out Mike Mussina, my favorite Mike Mussina moment is that Carl Everett, who does not believe in dinosaurs, he thinks that they're like a government myth, broke up a perfect game with two outs in the ninth. That was I, great. I, okay, so, like, fun fact is, like, when I was a kid, I used to love Carl Everett and Trot Nixon. Yep. And, like, <laughs> Carl choices. Everett was, like, like, he just, like, is the ultimate didn't give a fuck. <laughs> ultimate dumbest human being to ever exist, but he that one. That that one bloop single in the center with two outs in the ninth of a perfect game was just a phenomenal moment. That and Pedro throwing Duns and murder the ground. That's still one of my favorite things to ever watch. Imagine a hundred year old man charging you and like you don't just fucking throw him to the ground. That was just fucking that was fucking awesome. But he grabbed him by his cue ball head and like did like the best a- part, the best part that never gets talked about that is that that started because Manny Ramirez threw a hissy fit at a pitch that Roger Clemens threw. That pitch was eight, ten inches, like away from Manny Ramirez's head. Like it was basically over the center of the plate. It was just high. It was very high, like nowhere close to hitting him. And fucking Manny just lost his mind. And then it just, it just chaos ensued. Manny, Manny was Marshawn Lynch for baseball. Yes, Manny being They're Manny the same being person. Manny. No, no, no. That that is significantly underrating how fucking crazy Manny Ramirez is. Manny Ramirez threw a 90-year-old man down a flight of stairs because he wouldn't get 150 tickets for his family to some away game. 150? Yeah. He asked for some exer- – look it up. Jack McCormick was the traveling secretary. He was in his 80s, and Manny Ramirez fucking tossed him down a flight of stairs because he asked for some exorbitant amount of tickets, and Jack McCormick said, I can't get those for you. Well, Manny, was on, Manny was in AAA on a uh, rehab assignment. And then told the Red Sox that he didn't want to come back to the pros because they were nicer to him in AAA. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, he had a. Um, so Manny Ramirez he... is Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn, like top yeah, five just... funniest things I've seen from Marshawn Lynch. If you haven't seen it, is when the Mortal Kombat game came back out and him and Rob Gronkowski are playing it like on its launch or whatever, and like. Marshawn Lynch's commentary when they're playing this Mortal Kombat game is still top five funniest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. When they sent Marshawn Lynch to like Scotland or something like that, um, to do like a Skittles commercial, and he's I just think I remember, he's, yeah, because he was yeah. wearing he was wearing a, a kilt. Yeah, and oh, he was just talking. He's talking one of my Scottish favorite people. athletes of all time, yeah. just because he's the coolest fucking. Person Did you see him play. at the fucking home run derby? Yeah, like yeah. why was he there? He's fucking huge because Seattle. Seattle, but like uh, it just made yeah. him. He just walked out onto the field and like was just holding the trophy, and then just walked out the field for well, no there's reason a at all. And he almost Drizzy, forgot to give the necklace. He just yeah, was wearing it, and he, he was like, "Oh shit, no, I guess I got to give this to him." Which, speaking yeah. of free spirit, so Ricky Williams, we all love Ricky Williams, right? Did I send you guys the picture of the helmet that my buddy has that sells memorabilia that I'm gonna buy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says like all all his. All his signatures have like you know keep smoking weed four twenty yeah. like you but know, it says smoke shit. weed every day so I'm like yeah I'm like, that's a fun thing. I met Ricky I like, met Ricky Williams at Fenway so when Ricky Williams was um 
with the Dolphins and had the whole weed nonsense. He went to rehab in a place near Boston and brought his family to a Red Sox game and just went and sat out with like all the normal people. And they all kept coming up to him asking for autographs and stuff. And so like I went up to him and I was like, oh, hey, Ricky, whatever. And he goes, how do any of you know who I am? I'm like, I don't know, because you're a fucking like elite NFL running back with you because know, uh, Mike Ditka traded nine thousand players and picks for you. He's still yeah. probably one of my favorite college players of all time. He's the best college. He's he's probably top three best college football players of all time. Agreed. And, like, and he was so cool. Like, and that's the thing about him that I love is like he's a free spirit. But just imagine getting sent to rehab for a week. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't think he got sent there. I think it was more like, okay, fine, I'll go there. Like, no, so it was as soon as I get out. His, um, well, what, yeah, it was a condition of his reinstatement. Was it after? Uh, was it after Miami when he went and lived in that little tent in Tibet or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he went and lived on a fucking island or in Fiji, I think. Yeah, dude, I love Ricky Williams. And then he comes. And then he comes to Baltimore and balled out. the fuck out. Yeah. He had what eleven touchdowns the one year or ten touchdowns in one year? I think he cracked a thousand yards here too, didn't he? I think his second year here he was like fourteen hundred yards on the ground or something like that, some ridiculous yeah, number. He went nuts. Yeah, he was sharing. Fucking... He was sharing time because it might have been Ray Rice's rookie year. I think it was Ray Rice's. I think Willis no, McGahey Willis McGahey was, was still there as yeah. rookie. Year. I think it was um, later. I, th- I think it was after Willis McGahey left. But was he there? Yeah. Was he there for the uh, the 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 hey diddle diddle. No, was no, that was Bernard. Actually, that was I think that was year. no. I think that was still McGahey. That was Super Bowl year. That was Bernard Pierce and Ray Rice. No, hey diddle diddle was uh, 2010. No, that was, that, that was that was that was Bernard Pierce. Year, that was the Super Bowl. If we year. lost that game. We wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah, that was that. Oh, that I'm, was... I'm I'm thinking the um 80 yard 83 yard touchdown run to start off the uh, playoff game against the Patriots, the wild card run. Yeah, that was 2010. Yeah, yeah that was 2010. Yeah, yeah that correct. Was I still say one of the best, speaking of Wills McGahey, like the last game at Texas Stadium when him and uh, LeBron McLean both broke the record for the longest runs in the same game. LeBron, LeBron McLean was a great fullback, probably the second best in Ravens history. So, Who's your first? You know. What kind of fucking question is that? What the fuck? Fucking say his name. No, shit. because Say because it. you're wrong. Say it. Vontae Leach. Vontae Leach. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, fucking Jake. God, I, I think Leron McClain is the best. Personally, that's my my opinion. I think all three he's, of you he's, are. He, he, he is. I, I'm not he's actually my word. my like most underrated Raven of all time. I'm not going to say this word. word. I'm not going to say this word. But both of all three of you are you know something that starts with. Is it our secret word of the day? No, yeah, and then, okay, and you could even argue that Sam Adams or not Sam Adams, um Uh oh right. Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo Neal was up there too. Patrick Ricard is better than all of them. Uh, I'm sick and tired of the, the nonsense from all of you. Like this is this is fucking ridiculous. You're, you're slandering Pedro Martinez, you're slandering Patrick Ricard. Like Listen, what, just because fuck? he runs wheel routes and doesn't need to doesn't mean he's a great fullback. Again, he's like a defensive lineman that turned into a full. He he's just better than all of them. Like let's I mean, let's not Patrick be stupid. Ricard, but like no, you clearly he's not don't. better you, than you clearly do not. Do not say you love Patrick Ricard and then you know have okay, this so bullshit. Here, here we are. Ron McLean almost ran for a thousand yards in a season yeah, as so a McClain, fullback. McLean was a weird hybrid. He was a, he was tailback. Yeah, he, was, he, he ran for over nine hundred yards. 
If you gave Patrick Ricard regular carries, hold on. If you gave Patrick Ricard 300 carries, I promise you he's running for over 1,000 yards. No, he's not. You're nuts. So You're he's, nuts. He's getting, a, he's getting a yard of carry. He got st- – <laughs> so here's One time. One time. One goddamn time. He, he gets stuck by, by a safety. So yeah, here's my thing to you. Still talk about it. If you're in the yeah. hole and you're a middle linebacker or whatever, do you want to see Vonta Leach coming at you or Patrick Ricard? Vonta Leach. You're nuts. You're blown wow. out of your fucking mind because he's sending wow. you. He's sending you to the fourth. Look, you've, you've had about fourteen Bud Lights since we started recording. Like it's clearly <laughs> fucking with your mind here. It, it's clearly nobody wants to see Patrick Ricard in the open field. I uh, would. Just, I okay. So I would one thousand percent rather try to uh, take Patrick Card head on than Vonta Leach. And I don't care about. So there's a reason uh, we we promised we wouldn't talk about this, but there's a reason that you're not on the Ravens roster right now, and it's because in um, OTAs Patrick Card laid you on your ass. Do you want to talk about that or? Yeah, you're nuts. I'd still get more sacks than Ole. Hey, yeah, so just, oh, just to clarify, LeRon McClain had 902, 902 yards, yards and 10, 10 touchdowns in 2008. How many cares? 232 232. That's a good, I mean, if shit, you that's give, four, if you four give, card, hold on, hold on. If you gave Patrick card 232 carries, he's going for 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. Okay, now who's now, unless he's getting tackled by Grant Delta every game. Golly. <laughs> oh boy. He Hold also on. had 19 so, catches for 123 yeah, yards. That's it. That's over a thousand yards from from scrimmage. From a scrimmage. Yeah. And a touchdown. So he I'm had. Just, I'm just stunned. So he had 11 touchdowns. What a fucking great year. Great. Yeah. I mean, you know. And no I'm one caught it. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm I'm fucking stunned that Grant is not responding to this. Yeah. Is Grant going to do a Twitter space that's called Positivity Later to, you know, fucking address these? Oh, these, yeah, uh, let's fucking slander. talk about that. Yeah, like, let's talk about your soft little boy, Sauce Gardner here. Soft little boy. Okay, so what are you doing if people – if you got a grown man who's got a son, so his – like. You got a guy that's in the league right now and daddy's taking up for him, and then you got another guy wasn't. that's not as good he as wasn't. you. With Darrell Revis? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Darrell Revis is not as good as Amon no, no, Gardner. no. You're talking. No, we're talking about Asante Samuel. And, yeah. Uh, and and whatever. He's, and he's one of the Gardner Tariq brothers. Woolen. One of the Gardner brothers is. He said. There. He said. He said Tariq Woolen was better than Ahmad Gardner. Prove it. How is that? that? Prove it. How? How many wide receiver ones did Ahmad Gardner cover? He can't. What, he wasn't even the best corner on his own team. You're fucking nuts. I'm not though. I mean, the, 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 he allowed literally. one touchdown this year, so he's officially allowed one touchdown since high school, and he put up the numbers. He had the Grant, I can come pull. The, the, I can go pull the, the tape. He had the, he had the, the low QBR ratings. He had the no catch percentages. He did everything he's supposed to do. What do you want him to do better? Not be a bitch. That would be oh, a good that's start. A great ex- no, that's well, he's got his name was chained. You don't like him. He's got his name was chained. Yeah, Samuel was mad because yeah. Sauce, that's as a rookie, every single defensive back in the league, his son with that kind of personality, it's every. I would just, league. I would just like to the understand. Third is mad because he's not I'm as good. He had eleven Smith. picks last year, but when you're in zone coverage, sitting like and you're up, of course you're. I would just like to understand. I would just like to understand how making a Twitter space called positivity and then just crying about Asante Samuel bullying you for like 45 minutes is, is what is cornerback one day. No, because he talked for like five well, minutes. Well, then how did you like, know I'm that gonna... he was crying about Asante Samuel? Because he, he was crying. crying. 
he was crying being about Asante Samuel not being positive about what he's done. So what so did like, Darius Slate came out and he and he said he's like, why are we all hating on each other? Darius Slay's better than all of them too. Oh, so Darius like, Slay, let's all be friends. Oh, that's a real hot take, Darius. Fuck off. Okay, well, at the same time, do you really think that Asande Samuel, like, and then he starts going at Revis, like, he's not even close to what Revis was, period. A thousand I mean, I liked, I mean, Revis Island was. Look at their defenses. Like, look at, you had. Yeah, I mean, Asante Samuel was a Bill Belichick product. I've been telling Patriots fans this for years of, you could slot me in at cornerback one, and I'd win a fucking defensive player of the year. That's not the point. The the fact Corey is Brown that fucking went in at corner and had picks, and he was a receiver. What's his name? Chauncey Gardner Johnson, whatever. Ask ask the hard yeah, question. That's why I said he's the third Gardner brother because he bitches yeah. all the time. But but nobody answered the question. Why was Sauce Gardner not guarding wide receiver ones if he's so good? Why? You, okay, Rookie. show me show me where why? he wasn't guarding ones. I showed you the clip of him fucking getting murdered by Stephon Diggs. You showed me one and clip. Of him getting yeah, that's the only time by the only time the that they let him on in football one time. Grant, I could do that too. I could go get double moved by Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Am I am I the best corner in football? Am I am I good? I mean, you'd get double moved every time. By Stephon yeah, Diggs. yeah, I would. But like, <laughs> I, so, so hold on. If, if I go uh, guard hold Stephon on, Diggs hold, and hold get on, double Jared. moved, hold up, Jerry. We'll ask the real question because obviously you have your thing with sauce and. Really, I'll give him sauce because he, he played well last year. Okay. No, no, he earned his, he earned his nickname. He did Unlike Marquise, Marquise never earned that nickname. But no, he's no, he he can give him sauce. He he did well. But Grant, Burn who toast. is the best corner in the league? Is he's it sauce or is it in your opinion? Is it sauce or is it somebody else? He's, I don't think I would go that far personally. But he's in that conversation. So everybody said, like a lot of people say Sertan, which I can see. Yeah, he sauce, had a bad day against I can't Adams. say Sauce is number one because he's because had, he's not the best corner on his own team. I agree. We're we're in agreement. You're, you're drunk, but <laughs> so, so I can't say Sauce is number one in the league after one season. Yeah, he was first team All Pro. You listening, Drew? He was NY first Media Hype. NY Media the Rookie of the Year. You know he did what he was supposed to do, but I need to see it consistently. How many games did the Jets win? Call me bias all you want, but I think Marlowe all around is the best corner in the league. I really do. A rare, a rare good take from Grant. We should mark this this date down in history. There like you people go. were on the yeah. Ramy or people were on the Jalen Ramsey train. And like no. I, I think Jalen Ramsey is a benefit of a system because like he Jalen Ramsey was very he good. Smoked a lot. He was very good in the um you know, the early days of his career with Jacksonville when he had uh, Boye next to him. You know, I, I think he was very good then. I think since he went to L.A., he's kind of fallen off. And that's tends to be what happens with corners, too, is that after five years, they kind of get exposed, and then they're not really the same guy anymore. Well, and that Most was the ki- so that was the kickback to the Asante Samuel shit is people were frying him, which they're not wrong, is you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. You're up by – Two touchdowns a game, so you're sitting in soft zone. So of course it's easy to get interceptions when you're sitting there in soft zone and you're reading the quarterback and you're not having to man up and press or do anything like that. Asante Samuel didn't press like he like he was not a press corner like that. Like I look at guys like Marlon Humphrey. He plays inside. He plays outside. He'll get you fumbles. He'll blitz. He'll get sacks. He'll get interceptions. He'll play down the field. He'll guard the number one. Like as an all around corner, he's the number one corner. 
And like people are like, oh, he had a down year the past two years. No, he didn't. Last year he didn't allow a touchdown. So exactly. like he did not have one last he year. He had a really he had a really bad game two years ago against the um Bengals. And I yeah, feel like people this, still yep. that wasn't him though, in a sense. Well, it, was it, it, it was he got it was so the problem was is that he got over pressuring. He got beat by Uzama twice, but then nobody was behind him to make the tackle. So the two plays that were should have been 20-yard gains certain touchdowns. That really should so You know happen. what we call those? Those were blown coverages by Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark. We call, yeah, we call them the Chuck Clark special here. There was a, I mean, because yep. Marlon thinks he's got he, – so what Marlon was doing on those, if you go back and rewatch, he was press manning on him, but it was man under. So he was riding him to pass to the second level, so he was playing yeah. outside leverage instead of inside leverage, and he let him go to the inside, gets the catch, and nobody's there. So, of course, he's got green daylight. Like people yeah. are blaming Marlin. That's not on Marlin. Like that's it is, on it the is partially on Marlin, and that's fine. Well, you know, yeah. he was you want to call it yeah, over aggressive coverage, yeah. over aggressive coverage, whatever whatever fucking terms you want to use. That's that's fine. But he didn't deserve those, you know, probably 180 of those yards didn't deserve being put on his name, but fine, shit happens. Um, do we want to touch on the Chase Young stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that our fan base is broken. Um, the fact that I like Patrick Queen. I I was probably one of the most outspoken Patrick Queen fans for a while when people were hating on him. And the fact that people don't want to trade Patrick Queen in a fourth for Chase Young is absurd to me. Um, it was that Bleacher Report or PFF? It was Bleacher Report that, who put that suggestion. Bleacher Report who put that that suggestion out there. I don't think yes. Washington would take that trade. Um, that's just me. Agreed. Uh, I don't think that that would be fair return for Chase Young. But, again, the idea of Patrick Queen – Patrick Queen has handled this offseason perfectly. Yeah. He has looked at this as playing next to Roquan Smith is an opportunity for him to learn from one of the best in the league, continue to grow, and also be made to look good because he's got a great inside linebacker next to him. And so, like, totally appreciate his point of view. I think that he's, you know, handling this as, as good as you can in his situation – that he's looking at this as a year for him to put up crazy numbers and get paid elsewhere. But if somebody like Washington calls and says, if you give us Patrick Queen and a mid-round pick and you're going to have Chase Young, you say yes 10 times out of 10. Like, no questions asked. You fucking don't hang up what that phone until that trip. Is he it doesn't matter. But see, that's the thing. It, is it, it doesn't matter. It is, he better than, is, is he better than Elway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm better than okay. Elway. Is 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 the Chase Young <laughs> you're potentially getting better than a third round pick in two years and a fourth round pick next year? Are you Here's willing to I take that no. gamble? Here's why I say no because Patrick Queen went from the emotional Twitter guy like J.K. to like accepting the fact that being in a great position, being in a great situation, having a great guy next to you elevates your game and taking advantage of that and playing through that. Patrick Queen's one of, if not the best blitzing middle linebackers in the NFL. He All has to Baltimore work on his, He's a closing he, speed guy. He has to work on his finishing in certain situations. He'll get you a smack in the backfield, but he'll also miss an arm tackle. But like what he's doing right now and accepting who he is and accepting who he is in the defense and accepting what Roquan Smith is, which is the best middle linebacker in the game right now, is – elevating him personally and as a professional and as a player. 
Are the Baltimore Ravens a better football team with Roquan Smith and a combination of Trent Simpson, Josh Ross, and Christian Welch at ILB2 and Chase Young coming off the edge? Or Odafe Owe, Patrick Queen, and Roquan Smith? It depends how much you have faith in Ojabo. If Ojabo is no, 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 no. I'd see, right. see, this is this is the this is the cop out answer. This is the cop out answer. Ojabo does not factor into that. It's it's OA or Young. Which one do you want? Well, I mean, I want Young, but okay. So then, why do you not want to trade Patrick Queen for Chase Young? It because makes your no sense. Guy to me. should be able to set something, and if 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 I'm you taking, can sign Jadavian Clowney off the street. Of if you're so worried be, about that, he's going to be the guy on the inside with Roquan that makes an impact like Queen can. Joshua, Josh Ross or in, Trenton Simpson? In a 4 2 5, you know McDonald's defense as much as I do because it's a 4 2 5. Yeah. Like, you know how important the will is. So, you're like, telling me Trenton Simpson can't step in and do what Patrick Queen does? Same kind of athletic free. I don't know you. We don't know yet. Okay, but know. why do you, why, why could, I guess, is my point. I mean, he I, has, it goes he back has to the same, availability. It goes back to the availability. What are we getting in Chase Young? You're getting a one-year trial for a guy who was the first overall pick who's a legitimate freak of nature, if healthy. And I'm taking that Campbell 10 times out of 10. Not, no questions asked. Like, that is the guy that is a difference maker on our defense if he's healthy. And honestly, Patrick Queen is a good player. And again, I'm not – this is not a knock on him. This is not a, you know, fuck Patrick Queen thing. But, like, I would much rather take the gamble on a position of need – then roll Patrick Queen out if that opportunity is afforded to us. I don't think it will be because I I just do not think the commanders would be interested in that trade. But in the four two five, your four man front is your rush front. So if you have Chase Young as an edge, like it it's not gonna be as much of a loss as you lose an impact of a speed finishing guy like Queen is Trenton Simpson exists again. We we drafted Trenton Simpson, like but he's we there. don't know. I love Trent Simpson, but we don't. We know, know what he is. We're though. Getting it. Of course, we do. We know exactly what kind of player he is. We know. We know. You remember his Arthur athletic... Brown? I loved Arthur Brown. Arthur Brown. He was Brown shaped was like a, a fucking pear. No, no, he Not was the fucking same. Up. at Not Kansas the same. State. He was the same kind of closing athletic a... side linebacker. He was a fucking he, – he was a pear-shaped dipshit that had no business, you know, being as good as he was. You didn't watch him in college then. He was – Kansas State, Big 12. It's not real – it's not real football. This is this is a ridiculous take by you, Grant. This is ridiculous that you are not on the trade Patrick Queen for Chase Young and not think twice about it. I don't think you do it right now. I don't. I, I think no, you do you, it today. I think you do it today, tomorrow, the next day. I don't think you ever say no to that trade. If you lose Queen in the offseason and you sign Chase Young, that's different. But you don't make that move now. Why? Because of what we have building right now within the defense. Like We are in a so, Super so Bowl do window. Not- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Odell Beckham is not here past this year. Okay? Like, not, not officially. I guess He's is my point. Resign. He has. I mean, he. No, I, I. I mean, we should resign him, but like, we have to see what he is first. That's fine. But I'm saying that, like, if you have the opportunity to make a move that wins you a Super Bowl now versus waiting till next year, you have been up EDC's ass for two years about not being aggressive and not jumping on those kind of deals. Like, that is a deal that you don't pass up. Yeah, he has, and that's why he would pull the trigger on that trade. No questions asked. Do you think Washington Chase Young is a difference in a Super Bowl, though? Yeah, he could be. He's way more of a difference maker than Patrick Queen. He has to be on the field. 
Okay, but Patrick Queen on the field does not make the same kind of difference that Chase Young on the field makes. You have to take gambles. You have to take risks. That is a gamble that is worth taking 10 times out of 10. Like, no questions asked. And again, I have, of, been, I have been more I, pro Patrick Queen than I think any of you his entire career. And I'm not like, you know, like trying to say that you guys hated Patrick Queen, but I'm saying that from day one, I was like, this guy is young and has got freak athletic potential and can turn into something special. But something special at inside linebacker. We already have Roquan. If we didn't have Roquan, then I would be more hesitant to do it. But we have Roquan. We're not paying Patrick Queen the kind of money that he's going to get on the open market. You think Roquan's the best we've had since Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. I agree. Yeah. I, I think People that... argue C.J. Mosley, but C.J. Mosley no. was an airhead. He was He was cool, but he was like the um, – like, He was you solid. Knew what he, he was very solid. He was never going to flash and make that huge play for you, but he was also never going to miss that big tackle. Yeah. You know, exactly. he, was, he was reliable and consistent. No, I hate CJ Mosley, but he's just not in that. He's not in that league. Like he's not. He's not that level of guy. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's bizarre that Ravens people are saying no to that trade. And Correct. it's not bizarre that you are saying no to that Grant because you just like to go against me. That's fine. It's fine. You could question. draft him. What are we going to lose a punter in the fourth round? Question. Question though. <clears throat> Jace Young is he coming off another ACL tear? Or- what was his last season-ending injury? Um, it was a shutdown. It was like a, oh, yeah, he's injured. It was a, we okay. suck, so he's yeah. not going to play anymore. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's different. And you're not as worried about him coming off of a significant injury. So, yeah, I mean. We, we also have a very important topic to get to. Um, yes, we, which we've all been waiting for. The uh, first yeah. ever Zone 32 giveaway. That's right. Um, if you've made it this far in the episode – we have Hooray for acquired, you. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Um, you know, the only person Grant I have faith in making it this far is Max because he has to edit the whole thing. Uh, Kevin, 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 and VD will be listening right now. Yeah, That's true. They are, um, they are completionists. Um, actually, we're I'm not entertaining on air, so I don't know if anybody's gonna be listening, but anyway, that's a different story for a different day, but um, yeah, so we have. Two tickets to give away. To it's the July 29th. Open. Not two tickets. One pair of tickets. Yeah, two tickets. I mean, we're giving it away to one person. They get two. Yeah, tickets. one person gets two tickets. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't like two of you enough to give you guys tickets. Um. So next week when we record, assuming Will you know clears the schedule for us and cares enough to record. Well, with us, no, uh, you know, <laughs> we should check the the Red Sox schedule because apparently they're more important than our listeners. So. Um, uh, they're I mean, if you guys want to start, if you guys want to start down, they're they're in Chicago first, year, but that's fine. Yeah, but they're in Oakland on fucking Tuesday and Wednesday and shit. So yeah, no, you're will be free. Yeah, Drew's yeah, got to so, even out the other side of his head, like cold thing on the top. Oh, I think the I think the Wednesday that was the most games bizarre like chirp ever. Grant, if I gave you again, I was selling your favorite beer, um, bringing it to the people. I just Bud don't Light. understand. Bud Light, to be clear, Bud Light. Yeah. yeah, Grant, 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 noted Bud Light enthusiast. Um, all right. So anyway, before we get too sidetracked here, we have yep. a pair of tickets to give away to one lucky listener. When I tweet the episode out, I'll link a tweet from the Zone Thirty Two account underneath. You have to like and retweet that tweet, and then next week while we're recording, and follow the account, and, and follow, follow the account, the account. and follow the account. Um, Will is going to put together one of those cool wheels. And then we're going to spin the wheel and whoever it lands on wins the pair of tickets. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's for the July 29th stadium practice. Yep. 
Yeah, I came up with this brilliant idea to do this giveaway about a minute and a half before tickets went live. Somehow Will acquired six or um, acquired them like six seconds after I told him to do it. And I don't know how I, I didn't acquire any, but and Grant was busy running over his phone with his lawnmower, so he didn't acquire any either. But, you know, different story for a different day. Um, so, yeah, if if you are interested in going, don't have tickets to that, and you'd like to enter the giveaway, follow the Zone 32 account, like and retweet the tweet, and we'll do a live drawing on air. Um, and we'll post a video of it, too, so that there's no um, accusations of, you know, Will cheating. Will likes to cheat on... Um, online things sometimes um i don't know if you guys remember our last mount rushmore but will cheated so just want that on the record it's a baseless accusation uh not baseless i i foia your bank account and it has not come through yet but right so you have no proof well you know u.s government runs slow joe biden's trying to start world war three and shit doing cocaine in the white house no you still have that proof yep soon 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 uh soon i'll get proof that you rigged the voting for that uh, Grant right. had the absolute worst. You'll never, never get proof of that because it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know where you bought the bots from, but we'll we'll learn. You funded some like Chechen's family for like eight months because you spent three dollars on bots to uh, vote for you in that poll. Offensive. Not true. That so voting system wrong, did I, was did so it, did corrupt. I pick, did I pick the wrong country? Corrupted. Is, is that what's offensive about it? No. But you know what I would love <laughs> if the Ravens had Aaron Donald. Oh my God! Make every move you gotta make. Send them a now. There's a a deal that I'd send Patrick Queen for. That's uh, a deal. I I would mortgage my house. Who would you hold on? The, 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 the list the list of guys that I wouldn't or that I wouldn't send for Aaron Donald is much shorter than the list of guys that I would send. So yep, you know, it, pretty much if they don't ask for Lamar, I think we have a start to a deal. That's you know, like how do you like as as Baltimore right now? What you're sitting at. Knowing, like we talked, like I mentioned before, the four two five four man rush type shit, like that is a guy that's a Super Bowl different. Like you know, you said like the Chase Young, so that's so, a guy that makes you a Super Bowl contender instant. I mean, we already are, but he's so one elite, that will an elite that. an elite guy coming off the edge is a Super Bowl difference for us. No interior pressure is more. I think you can like even be like, hey, Aaron Donald, play defensive defensive end, like. Russian quarterback. I'm pretty sure you could say, hey, hey, Aaron Donald, play play CB2, and he'd be fucking great at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you get Aaron Donald, he can can play any position and be great at it. You know, he's better at some than others, but... So, so Will, you and Drew are better at this than me. What's the asking price for him? See, I don't know, because, like... Is it a just just picks? Like, what would the what would the Rams want back in this situation? So the rumor that came out was that if the Rams are struggling by the trade deadline, that they're going to move him. Yes, that, that he would be so. Out. So I think it's going to be pretty, picks, and they picks eat and all, like all the money. What's his What's his like What's his uh, salary this year? Is he a twenty plus? No, pretty so sure. he he has well, a thirteen point five million dollar salary. I think. And like a eleven million dollar signing bonus, something like that. So I'd like I th- my kid, his cap hit is like twenty nine million dollars, but it can be manipulated, obviously. So I think like to your point, Drew, it's sort of like uh, you know. So is this a is this you guys a pay you situation? guys pay you guys pay twenty five million dollars, and we're gonna send you a first round pick, right? And so are the Rams, you know, will you take the whole contract and we'll take and we'll trade him for a fifth? 
or are the Rams we want it first and we'll eat all the money? Like, what what is their mindset? This is no. I think theirs is, uh, you know, you get the player and you give me picks and we'll pay the salary. That's it. Right. If they're, if they're willing to eat the money on Aaron Donald, I feel like two first round picks is not a wild ask. No, I don't think so either. As long as you get a commitment from Aaron Donald, because you know, there's always these rumors going out there that he's going to retire. That's been going on for two years now. So like if you get a commitment from Aaron Donald that he's there for, I would say three or four years, like I feel like two first round picks is not out of the question if yeah. the Rams are going to eat a lot of but money. Is that a, is that those retirement talks? Is that a move for him to get out because he knows the situation the Rams are in right now? Yes, that and also a money like uh you know like if he, you don't pay me more, I'm going to retire. He, yeah, he's posturing, but but he's never going to retire. It's What's a, he it's have a, left on his deal? It's a it's a Carson Carson Palmer how many years move. I think he's got four years left on his contract. Oh, so we'll look it up. Before we continue this conversation, so we're going to say anything stupid. Grant said a lot of stupid things, so I'm just trying to um, protect him. a lot of right more. things, and I went first person all the way. Uh, just sad. Sad. Posit- positivity, though. Positive vibes only. Yeah, positive vibes only. Just get, hey, yeah. get my, get my, uh, get my chat, and I'll just explain to you. Uh, so, Grant, when I get you your personalized chain, do you want it to say rare ribeye on it, or do you want me to get like uh, a steak that looks like it's cooked rare and kind of like cut in half? And then, you know, hang that from the chain. I just wanted to say meat ain't sweet. He signs through 2025 currently. He signed through 20. Yeah, so if you get a commitment from Aaron Donald that he'll play through 2025 at least, I think that's got to be two firsts, right? Like, that that just seems to be like the starting point of that. And I'd give that up in a heartbeat. So With yeah, our situation, the beginning though, of the conversation. Tough. I mean, I guess if you think about where we're at right now, I mean, those are going to be two late firsts. Right, but if they're eating, if they're eating, if they're eating all the money, you're going to get the contenders that want them. Like it's not going to be a Houston Texans looking to trade for him and rebuild. Like it's going to be good teams that want him. He's probably going to so, have a choice, though, right? Does he even want one? Does he care? Like I think he's he just not, wants. He's not going to be like, yeah, I'll go to the Texans. Like you know, yeah, right, right. So I mean, but I think I think if it comes down to like uh, you know us Buffalo Chiefs, you know whatever, I also feel like the Rams won't want to send him in conference. That just makes sense. Like they're not going to want to face him, so I think that that cuts out any NFC teams. So then you're looking at AFC teams, you know, Chargers, us, um, Chiefs, you know, fucking it, it pretty much any team that's going to make the playoffs. You know, Bengals. I I feel like two first round picks in the you know mid to late twenties are definitely worth it for Aaron Donald. Bengals don't spend money though, but they wouldn't be spending money because the Chiefs would be or the uh, Rams would be eating it all. And I mean, Joe Burrow needs all the help that he can get because he's fucking trash and a fraud. So so bad. I don't even know how he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, because he, you know, went to Ohio State, and the Bengals fans have, <laughs> um, you know, like three chromosomes. So they, uh, you know, they're just like, oh, Ohio kid. I wonder if he's done any commercial for Skyline Chili. Uh, can he feed himself? Do we have proof of that? I doubt it. I, I, I'm not sure. You know, to be totally honest, like I'm pretty sure his parents are first cousins. He's got really cool glasses and he smokes a cigar in the locker room. So, you know, that automatically means that you're just the man. He eats spaghetti Uh, with a spoon. I mean, he's 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 spaghetti with a spoon. He's chili spaghetti with a spoon. He eats it with his hands. He eats it with his hands. There's no shot he knows how to use silver. Yeah. He tilts it like a fucking uh, bowl of soup. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, what is this? What is this? He's not allowed to touch forks and knives because they're sharp. Might hurt himself. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, 
If if, anyway. if the food burns his face, he uh, he yells racial slurs. <laughs> Most likely, don't try. It wouldn't surprise Don't me. don't. You know, I bet he didn't like the Victor Wembayama um, pick first overall because he's he's very he's got a very strong stance yeah. on NBA teams drafting foreign players. So yeah, anti foreigner. Yeah, Joe Burrow wears sunscreen to go to Walmart. Yeah, xenophobe. Oh, boy. You've probably seen Joe Burrow, Burrow's family on peopleofwalmart.com a couple times. Yep. Yep. Anywho, that's going to do it for this week's installment. We'll be back to name the winner of our contest and discuss this, that, and the other. But meanwhile, <clears throat> it's time for me to die. <laughs> that See ya! That one clipped. <laughs> Jake died underwater. Yeah, Jake's been dying underwater this whole time. No, Zoom Jake's music. got Jake's got new new uh new earphone microphones. Nah, this one I've been using for a while. I do have new ones. I just haven't. Well, then fucking do it again. Fucking fucking do it again. What the fuck? That sound. That, honestly, it makes me uncomfortable. It sounds like someone yeah. drowning. Yeah, I feel like you need Windy Peppercorn. Max, do not cut this shit. Do not cut the shit. We're staying here until Jake does this correctly. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Take your earbuds out, Windy Peppercorn, and let's fucking yeah. go. Jesus God Christ. Damn it. Oh, come on. Back to the that was old better. Shit. That was better. That was, there you better. Go. that was better, but not good. Like, the fuck? Jesus. Little bitch. One job. Zooms, zooms out to get me. Hold on. Let's zooms get Jake's roommate's out. phone number in case he passes out. Nah, I can't. She, she doesn't have a phone number. It doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, so, Jake. Right. Take, take the other one out. All right, fucking earpiece. <laughs> that does sound disturbing. <laughs> I'm just what the fuck. I'm wondering <laughs> the same thing. But it's been that good for that, I mean, all it's, this time. it's better. It's, now, it's, it's better. Yeah, better, fucking, but not just, not just, right. Just phone it in, Max. Is this a, is this a, is this day one? Like, is this the new the new normal fucking, with you? Amateur I have pro, no idea. She should. Christ. It fucking shouldn't be. Yeah, this is disgusting. I think it's We're when fucking you perfect. Back that it's like you know. I've be, been fucking. Yeah. I've been trying to get a sponsors and shit. I've been sending you know the clip of you dying at the end, and they're just gonna be like, "Well, these people don't care." Like, I can barely hear yeah. this fucking guy die. Yeah, Liquid Death fuck? is not going to sponsor you. Yeah. Don't die. Uh, look, yeah, Liquid Death is not going to sponsor me anyway. If we can't hear you die, did you actually die? What the fuck is going no, on? Nothing. I'm fucking no, nothing. No, it keeps fucking thing. clipping. It's ridiculous. God damn. God you have damn. one fucking job. You have one fucking job. Keep right. us in line. Keep us in line, which you completely failed at today. We were talking about fucking oh. breaking Oh, yeah, kids. we went. Yeah. Dude, we fucking went. went all over the place. Let it go there. forever. Way out the fucking deep end. That's still early. Now you can't even now you can't even die correctly. You have fucking you know Simba and Bart Simpson and Homer Simpson as your fucking background. It's unbelievable. No SpongeBob facts today. He had a fucking he had a cat attached to his head earlier. Attached. That's how you know I'm already dead. That's what happened. It wasn't even a black cat. It was a you know normal colored cat. Like fuck, unbelievable. Zone zone thirty two thirty two.